Fizz. Fizz. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to you. Welcome back to the Fit Fizz podcast. Whether you celebrate any year-end holidays or not, I think it's safe to say that there is really no escape of the extra buzz in the air this time of year. I know that some people live for it, and some would rather trade it all for just some peace and quiet. So what can you do if you already know the last couple of weeks of the year are going to leave you feeling steamrolled? That is what we're talking about today. In case you're new to the show, I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of fitfizstudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. All right. If you feel any extra stress from these last few weeks of the year due to shopping, crowds, social gatherings, late nights, huge meals, traveling, house guests, having to plan parties, that stress isn't just your body and mind feeling frazzled and it stops there. It goes much deeper than that. The truth is, that feeling is your hormones screaming out for help to slow down. Your hormones are aware that you're in some state of crisis mode, and they're taking your stress signals like, okay, troops, we're going into battle. So when the stress has been prolonged to several days or weeks or hopefully not months, but it's going to be affecting your mood. And when it does that, that's because of hormones. Your stress goes up, your cortisol goes up, and the rest of your hormones are sensing that something is off. So it sort of sets off a chain reaction to your other hormones because they all work together. Your other hormones like insulin, melatonin, adrenaline, serotonin, and vitamin D. And all of these things can make your energy plummet if you're not proactively trying to prevent that feeling of energy drain. And let's not forget that you have hunger hormones too, ghrelin and leptin, or some people pronounce it ghrelin. Ghrelin is what makes you feel hunger. And leptin is what sends signals to your brain like, okay, we're full. Let's stop eating now. And leptin also helps to regulate energy balance. So you can see how this totally makes sense that your hunger or eating habits can start to feel out of control when you're under extra stress. It's all hormonal. And it's easy to make less than stellar food choices when stress is in charge because it sends signals to all of your other hormones to go wild because clearly something is under attack, but your body doesn't quite know what's under attack. And if you kind of put this in a sense of caveman days, stress would mean that you are maybe being chased by a saber-toothed tiger and you're literally running for your life. But modern day stress isn't deadly like that, but your hormones don't know that. They just know that there is a fight or flight situation at hand. And so there's like 
There's no chill until they're sent signals that it's safe to calm down. And those signals that you're safe can really only be sent by you. So otherwise, you're, and if you don't send signals that you're safe and it's time to be calm, your body will remain in fight or flight mode. Now, I can imagine the me from five years ago responding to that like, ha, yeah, right, not going to happen. Let's keep it moving. What's next on the to-do list? And yeah, this stuff definitely can all contribute to weight gain. So maybe some of you can relate to that because weight is really not just about calories in versus calories out. Hormones are a huge factor. If you've gained weight that you're trying to lose, you can restrict food all that you want, not advisable, or do tons of hours of cardio to try to burn fat, also not advisable. But I know people do these things commonly. But if your hormones are essentially in battle, your body is not going to burn fat like a normal, healthy, calm person until calmness is restored to your body and balance is restored to your hormones. Then and only then can you really effectively burn fat. And if your weight does go up from overeating, and if you have hormone imbalances due to stress, then heck yeah, you're going to feel more sluggish because you're hauling around more weight with every step than you're used to. And that alone can make a person cranky. But also, let's not forget to factor in sugar. So sugar is everywhere you turn during holiday parties, right? And sugar can affect your hormones too. So it's great to enjoy extra treats. But if you think about all of this in a ultra rational way, let's say you're feeling horrible and stressed because of holiday chaos. And the truth of the matter is everything you eat is either going to make you feel better or worse health-wise. So since that is true, reaching for sugar and more sugar and more starchy carbs, and maybe you, the last time you had vegetables was like 15 meals ago, is sugar going to help stabilize your stressed out hormones? No, it's not. Now, I know a lot of people buy into the old idea that sugar is good because it can perk you up and give you some energy if you're feeling sluggish. But it depends on how you think of it. So have you ever had a leak in one of your car tires and it was visibly maybe a little bit flat, but okay enough to drive it a few blocks to the gas station to put air in it and you go and you put the air in it? Well, that's kind of like turning to sugar for energy. So you can continue to drive a mile or two or three, but let's say that leak was caused by a nail stuck in your tire. So that nail stuck in the tire, that's representing your holiday stress. So what's going to happen? It's going to flatten again, flatter than before, until you do the right thing and replace the tire or have it patched. And properly replacing the tire would be like not turning to sugar or starchy carbs, but turning to a meal with green vegetables and protein, because protein and vegetables will give you energy too. But unlike sugar, it's going to help you think more clearly. It's going to keep you feeling full longer, and it won't give you a quick energy crash like sugar would do. So here are a few more ways for you to try to minimize the overwhelmed feeling that can often accompany holiday stress or chaos. So that doesn't mean that the stress will be reduced or removed, but the negative impact that it has on your body and health can be reduced. So first of all, any opportunity 
to incorporate calming foods, vitamins, and ingredients into your day to ward off a frazzled feeling is can make a huge difference. Vitamins like B12 and folate are what help your body to make what's called ATP, which stands for adenosine triphosphate. But ATP is essentially how you get your energy. And vitamins, vitamin B12 and folate can also impact your mood, as I mentioned earlier. And if you are chronically stressed out, sometimes adding a B vitamin complex can be life changing for some people. If you're low on B vitamins, and a lot of people are, it can actually make your perception of stress seem greater than it would be if you had enough B vitamins. I've been there and it's a pretty terrible state to be in when you're stressed out, but on top of the stress, you're low on B vitamins, which only magnifies how the stress feels in your body. And magnesium is also another big one that a lot of people are commonly deficient in and getting magnesium can be mood balancing. It can help you, it can also help you stay hydrated better. And it also has a calming effect. So this can be a great supplement to take during the day if your nerves are feeling fried or also great to take at night if you find that you're not sleeping very soundly. I would definitely recommend a magnesium supplement at night to help you sleep long before I would ever suggest that anyone should take melatonin as a supplement. That's how strongly I feel about magnesium. Now, having low magnesium in itself can also make a person feel stressed out. So it's definitely something to consider. The body uses magnesium for over 300 functions. It occurs naturally in the body, so it's super safe for anyone to take. Also, get protein regularly throughout the day. I know that when the days are hectic, a lot of people skip meals because they think, oh, I'm just going to do one more thing. And then I'm going to eat. But then one more thing turns into 18 more things. And then the next thing you know, you got to go go to this errand or do that, go to that appointment and your blood sugar is crashing and you're cranky and you're much more likely to make f- poor food choices. So one favor you can do for yourself is if you know you're going to be stressed out, promise yourself that no matter how busy the day gets, that you're going to get some kind of protein spaced throughout the day. Another thing you can do to prepare yourself if you know that stressful days are approaching, is find an adrenal supporting tea. Now, I'll admit I'm not even a fan of tea and the way it tastes, but sometimes I do drink it purely for the health health benefits. Adrenal support basically means that it has a calming effect on the body or calming effect when your body is sensing chaos or it's your body has thrown itself into that fight or flight mode. There are a ton of health benefits from different types of teas, but it can also boost your immune system and it can also reduce inflammation. And anytime you're stressed out more than normal, your immune function is going to automatically decrease. So tea can help and it's pretty easy to find Uh, a tea that says supports adrenal function in basically any health store or online. And it's not going to put you to sleep, so you can drink it throughout the day. It just gives you a calming effect. And if you can also find a tea with passion flower in it, that helps your body to produce GABA, which is a neurotransmitter that helps us to feel calm. Next big thing that you can do to stay in control of stress during holiday chaos 
boundaries. This is a big one. I know this can be so tough for a lot of people, but putting up boundaries can have the effect of, it's basically like saying, I am going to hold on to my energy and not let you take it. Or not having boundaries is basically like shouting, hey, everyone, I've got all this limitless time and energy that I'm just dying to give away. But nobody really feels that way, do they? No. So protect your energy. Have firm boundaries. Learn For me, learning to do this over the last two to three years has been life-changing for me. If you're always the first to arrive, the last one to leave, helping to clean up every single thing at every single party, and you always have to have the most elaborate wrapping paper and the most thoughtful hostess gift and everything, 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 unless those things truly bring you joy and they don't stress you out, guess what? You can not do them. That's called having boundaries. If you're low on rest, there is absolutely no reason to feel like you have to stay late at a party or not leave until you can say goodbye to the hostess when she's already been in a 30-minute long conversation. There's no reason you can't say to yourself that your limit is one party per week and that's it. And you can do these things in order to just keep your stress level down. Having boundaries. Oh, it also kills me that there are people who will say, oh, but my friends will be so mad at me if I don't go. Hello? That's called being a doormat. Because it's also like saying my friends would be mad at me if I don't make them a bigger priority than my rest and my mental health. That is so not worth it. Those types of friends are not worth it. Even if your own boundaries are pretty solid, you can also help others learn to value themselves by not allowing them to run themselves into the ground, help them to try to see where healthy boundaries should be drawn. And also, I got to throw this in there. If you're an extrovert, be respectful of your introvert friends. And I shouldn't have to say this, but introverts, being an introvert has nothing to do with being shy or quiet. Being an introvert means that you feel an energy drain when you're around others no matter how much you might love those people. So extroverts, those of you who feel lifted or charged up by being around others, remember that about half the other people around you don't feel that way. They feel the opposite. So don't twist their arm by saying, come on, stay a bit longer, or come on, just one more drink. People who say those types of things are huge red flags. I personally I take note when people say those things and I purposely limit my time with those people who act that way because those are blatant ways of disrespecting boundaries and therefore it's a blatant disrespect for my well-being. So you can apply that to your life too. Also, it is a proven fact that self-kindness lowers inflammation. Controlling inflammation is one of the major roles of your adrenal glands. So as inflammation goes up, your adrenal glands secrete more cortisol to help to try to mitigate the damage that inflammation causes. So yeah, be kind to yourself. Hold solid boundaries for the sake of your health. And I want to mention two big obvious things. Sleep and exercise. Now, I know these two things are usually the first to take a back seat when life gets hectic. I used to be one of those people who'd be like, no excuses, always make time for the gym, until doing so was 
taxing to my adrenals, contributed to autoimmune disease, leaky gut, insulin resistance, food sensitivities. So I'm not that person anymore. But here's my advice on sleep and exercise when holiday chaos ramps up or you start feeling frazzled. Here's the deal. It's all about priorities, right? I think a lot of people, if they're on a weight loss journey, they start going to the gym, but it sometimes it's a, unfortunately like a self-hate kind of thing because they hate what they see in the mirror. They hate going to the gym. It's not fun for them or they want to cry when they imagine feeling overweight in the beautiful dress at their spouse's holiday party. But if you're fried, exhausted, pulled in a bazillion directions and not getting enough quality sleep and you hate going to the gym, but you keep going because you feel like there's no other way, I'm here to tell you, stop. Let's be rational. If your days are so jam-packed that you can only sleep or go to the gym, not both, choose sleep, please. If you're cutting your sleep down to only four to five hours and you feel like a zombie, but that's the only way, that's what you have to do in order to make time for the gym, can't, I want you to see that that's irrational. You're not doing yourself any favors by doing that. If you're not an athlete, you're not a bodybuilder, choose sleep if you have to choose between sleep or the gym. Or if you're the kind of person that needs the stress relief of sweating in the gym and training hard, then that's a little bit of a different story. By all means, keep that up. But do try to prioritize sleep. There are more and more studies being done on the importance of sleep and how our brains go through kind of like a wash cycle when we sleep and how not having that increases our chances for disease. Now, I don't care what anyone says. You cannot sleep when you're dead. I hate that phrase. Make rest as much of a non-negotiable as possible. And yeah, guess what? Some of you aren't going to like this, but I do mean skipping the manicure, skipping the eyebrow appointment, skipping the need to shop for new shoes to match the new dress. To me, doing that stuff is irresponsible if you are already low on sleep. And yeah, I know some of you are sitting there saying, but Kelly, self-care. I get it, self-care. But sleep is the king of all self-care. Getting a manicure is like the peasant of self-care. So making time for a manicure when you're sleep deprived, well, sorry, don't expect me to feel sorry for you anytime this century if you're chronically exhausted, but still make time to have your nails painted and shop for new clothes. So remember, if you're one of the very few people who feels their best on only like four to five hours of sleep, anytime you dip below about six and a half hours, you're treading into an area where it is affecting your hormones. So rest, boundaries, and nutrients can all be your superpowers for any time that life gets extra crazy. And that is all that I have for you today. And But before I go, please note that this is the last episode of 2019 for me. I will be back on New Year's Day. It's a Wednesday with a brand new episode. And very soon we'll be having guests on the show in early 2020. If you've enjoyed this show and feeling extra gratitude, you can help support Fit Fizz by going to patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson and check out the rewards that you can get there. And a very special thank you to the current Patreon supporters, Elise V, Tracy D, Zach R, Wendy C, Pamela P, Jaris H, and Carmina S. I love you so much for listening and for caring about your health. Until next time in 20. 20- 
2020. I hope you finish the year strong, keep breathing, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.